What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. And if you would like to have more freedom uh, in 2019, you need a marketing plan. And that's what we're talking about today. We're actually going to talk a little bit about the difference between sales and marketing uh, and how to look back at what's worked this year, what hasn't worked, and set a plan for next year so you know exactly what to do to get more clients and live the lifestyle that you want in your real estate career. So we've got Gene Volpe, the evil bald ninja, is here with us. And believe it or not, there is no other guest. It's just the three of us. So good Lord, God help us all. Let's keep this one on track. The junior grandmaster himself is in the co-pilot seat. Greg McDaniel, what's up today? What up, man? Oh, my God. Pre-show, the three of us were just chattering like doing like high school girls, you know, and just going back and forth, telling stories to each other. It was so much fun. We we almost changed the name of the show a few minutes ago, guys, to go to be Conspiracy Uncensored. We were this close. We were this close. <laughs> and we just might do this on Fridays, do this conspiracy shows, just to shake things up and make them a little, little bit more lively. Um, but I think what our topic today is going to be really cool, preparing for uh, 2019. I've been doing a ton of... Um, as Gene takes a selfie, uh, I've been doing a ton of uh, research for my radio show about what the market's going to be and how it's changing, especially here in California, what to look for, what to be aware of. And so I, this is a really good show, so I'm super excited. And uh, Gene has a rock star tech tip today uh, that I'm I, he and I talked about uh, what, earlier this week, right, Gene? Yeah, I think it was, yep. Oh, okay. So, yeah, man, let's, let's kick this party off. You know, Conspiracy Uncensored, uh, take one. Let's roll. <laughs> that's right all right well let's talk a little bit uh, first of all gene the uh the instagram thing let's talk about that a little bit first i know people are interested in instagram uh people are kind of sensing a little bit of a shift in attention uh gary v's been talking about that so it, we're all kind of keeping an eye on it i've i've definitely put and shifted more resources in instagram uh since the summer uh so uh so what is your tech tip for instagram yeah, it's definitely the next. I keep saying this. It's the next, but it's not really the next. It's the now, and it has been for a little bit. But mm. there's really there's really been a little bit of a push to get go in that direction. Um, so I've always been a big proponent, though I don't believe it. It. it let me think about this. How how am I going to say it without insulting people? Just the more, insulting. The more, well, actually, there. So there's two things here. There's the the amount of clout you have sometimes in people's eyes dictates how important and how good you are at your job, how important you are and how good you are at your job. So right. what I mean by that is like, I always talk about me and my brother, you know, my, my, and my kids always remind me of this. <laughs> so on my Twitter and Instagram, like just say my Twitter on my Twitter account, I have a, a decent follower to followers ratio, follower to following ratio. So if you go on my account and you see, I have 2,700 followers and I'm following 400 people, right? That's a little bit disparaging, right? So you say, okay, this guy's got more followers than he does, than he's following people. He must have something good to say, or maybe he's a celebrity. Not at those numbers, but you get the idea, right? You go to my brother's account, he's following 48 people, and there's 21,000 people following him. Whoa. So when wow. you look at something like that, you go, Gene's brother must be cooler or more important than Gene, right? So it's that well, social cachet. That's the only conclusion I can come to. So I'll be. that's what I'll be putting in my Christmas card to Gene this year. And listen, I'll be honest with you. If you ask my wife, she says the same thing. You could ask my brother. She, he would say the same thing. I mean, I'm up against it when you only have that many Twitter followers. Okay. But now, how, a, how many of those Twitter followers did your brother buy? No, no none of them. So he's, he's okay, one good. of the top. So he's an actual influencer. Yeah, he, he is. is because he's okay. one of the top poker play, pro poker players in the world. 
So oh, well, that would make a difference. Right. Yeah. So that so he's followed by a lot of people that follow poker. Right. Right. So so in that particular case, that's it's an important distinction. Right. Because but but the, the, the point there is when you look at that, when you look at those numbers, when you pull up his account, you go, oh, this guy must be good. Well, I don't even know what he does yet. I haven't read his about or his bio, but he must be good because the numbers are skewed. So that's I'm going to say this up until last week. That was how Instagram rolled, right? When you look at an Instagram account, like I, I'm a CrossFit guy, so I follow this Brooke Entz. She's this CrossFit around the world. She's follows 38 people, and she's followed by like 4.2 million. So when you look at Ooh. that, you're like, yeah, right, whoa, right? So when you look at it, it gives you the thought, subconscious thought that this person has something that everybody wants, you know? Um, so that was a big deal. Now, last week, Instagram, I read an article that said Instagram made a change Mm-hmm. So your followers and following so that it's less important than it used to be. And I think they kind of tuck that away. You don't see it as as readily. So it may not be as important. But the eyeballs, the, mo- the more eyeballs you get on your content, the more people see your stuff, the more likely it is that if they're relevant followers, the more likely it is that you're going to have people buy from you, right, or at least mm-hmm. engage. So we were – Greg and I were talking about this. This uh, I have a friend who's a mortgage guy, and I looked at his account recently – and he had he was following 800 people, and he was being followed by 11,000. And I'm like, something's fishy there. Like, I don't know what's going on. So I called him, and he's like, yeah, I use this company called Flock Management. And they basically <laughs> for – there's like three different pricing plans. I think the one we talked about was 59 bucks a month. They don't do any posts for you, but they go out and follow people in your industry and clean it up. They follow people. The people follow you back. They unfollow the people that didn't follow you back. Kind of redo it. And so – there's, I forget, Greg, it was like $59.79 and $99 a month. And yeah. the $99 a month plan gets you 10,000 followers a month, and they post content for you. So, like, for 100 bucks, you could sort of crush your – and Greg said, why are you only doing the $59 <laughs> plan, right? And, and I said, because I wanted to at least try it out at the cheapest rate first, and I can tell you over the first 30 days, they've doubled my following. That's huge. Now, how's your engagement though? That's the real. That's the real indicator because I mean, since they're owned by Facebook, and Facebook is so, so adamant about legitimate engagement and with, with the people that you're you're on you're online with. So, are, are people are they responding to your CrossFit stuff? How's that working out for you? Yeah, so it's a good question, and I will. Here's how I'm going to qualify that. I don't do as much posting on there as I as I should. Like mm-hmm. I am, I am the I'm that. You know, do as I say, not as I do. I'm more interested in helping my clients do it than I do for myself, you know. And and I, I'm constantly, like everybody that's probably watching this, I'm constantly the guy going like, shit, I had four opportunities today to totally cross social media content. And I left it if I left it at the gym or I left it at the restaurant. or I, There was a million things I could have done when I look back. It's just not in the moment. I'm still just not that guy where I'm like, like I just did, right? You said he's taking a selfie. <laughs> I did that specifically for that purpose. So, uh, so I can funny. tell you this: my likes and stuff have gone up. The engagement is similar, but okay. I think here's what I think: I think if I was doing what you do, Greg, I think that, I that you would notice a lot different because you're constantly on it. That you're posting stuff, you're posting stuff three, four times a day. You're hitting the stories, you're hitting the feed. I think you would see a better increase in engagement with something like that than a guy like me would because I'm not doing it as readily as you are. We'll see. Hold up, I'm gonna I'm gonna totally take that. And back and back that bus up a little bit because that's the exact beep, that's the, beep, beep, back beep. back that ass up. Um, <laughs> we're in the dance club all of a sudden. There he is. Um, he shook his head. You got Matt to shake his head just slightly. Yes, <laughs> the back slightly. that ass up comment comment got him. He's like, gosh damn it. But so, well, here's here's the thing. 
I have a guy named Mike T. He's out in Boston. He's doing my Instagram account, right? My, I was upside down backwards, all fucked up, right? He went in there and took away all the people that weren't following me back, took away all the people that weren't responding to me, and then started, you know, going after and, and following people for me. And I was like, I think I was following like, I had like 8,000, 8,500 people. And then I was, had followers of like 6,000, totally off, right? Now it's reversed that I'm following 6,423 people and I have 14,800 followers and that continues to grow and grow and grow. Wait, give, and me, it, wait, give me those numbers again. Give me those numbers again. I'm following 14,000. Okay. No, almost 15,000. Okay. Okay, fine. Almost. But not round up, bitch. It's at an eight. Gosh, you cut right eight and down on the, on the following too. I cut you some slack there too. So six and six and fourteen. But the but the good thing is it's more than two to one. Yeah, but so it, the engagement the that I'm getting is, like, is actually incredible on this thing is because a lot of the times when it comes to the postings, like a video of me working out has nine hundred and twenty five views. That's like forty five seconds of me sweating like a pig. Yeah. All right. With a ton of comments of encouragement stuff. You know, me taking a picture of wine, not that much. Me with my girl, you know, hundreds of views. But the funny thing is, inspirational quotes, dude, those are four or five, six hundred likes yeah. on stuff that gets people inspired. Now, don't do only inspirational quotes. That's annoying. You know, sprinkle it in with your life. But I think that you can use this. And here's an idea, Gene and Matt, and shoot me down if you want, Matt. Gene will build me up as usual. But <laughs> Matt's dying. Um, but... Uh, you know, what if you were able to go get an inspirational quote from a local business owner and highlight them in your Instagram, Insta you know, instead of instead of something you found from Tony Robbins or Gary Vee or someone like that or Grant Cardone? What if you went to, you know, Gene, the local, you know, candy store owner, and he was able to give a good inspirational quote about diet, type 2 diabetes? Oh, my wow. God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that I'm was just awesome. Kidding. But, but yeah. I'm saying, get the quotes, though. That's what I'm saying, though. What about what do you think about that? I think that's a great idea, but here's here's something we need to talk about because this kind of dovetails um, really well into what you were saying. The theme of this of this thing was going to be 2019. You your your silo on Instagram of what your people are telling you that they want based off the numbers you just gave me might be a little different than mine. So in my circle, I got a lot of beer drinkers and wine drinkers. They may go, dude, your inspirational quotes, you can toss them right out the window. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, put take your panties off and get, you know, versus give me some more of that Jack Daniels, baby. That's what I'm looking for. So I think it's important, <laughs> you know, not that I don't drink Jack Daniels, by the way. Last time I did, it landed me in the slammer. So anyway, the, what you, no, I'm only kidding. I don't drink Jack Daniels at all. I don't drink any liquor. But. But just for the record, people listening, I wasn't in the slammer, at least not in the last 90 days. So <laughs> I, uh, you, you got to really, in, really in this last month, grab your team, pull them together and figure out, is it the inspirational quotes that's getting you the engagement and the exposure? Or right. is it the wine? Or is it the blood-sucking insulin babies? Blood insulin, <laughs> right? Those things? What, what is it? Yes. Well, listen, I've talked about this before, I, and I know she's going to hear this, and I'm gonna, I'll never live this down. But I know in my world when something's important enough and I need as much exposure as humanly possible, I do something with my wife in it. And mm -hmm. people come out of the friggin' woodwork with responses, especially when I'm torturing her. I have these short videos where I torture her, where she's like wrapping gifts and stuff. And people come out and they're like, dude, I'd kill you if you're my husband. Her friends are backing her up. But I know that when that happens, I have way more exposure than if I do something by myself. 
Interesting. You're and I save eleven. that, by the way. I save it. I mean, you should. You're like Bat Dad, but right. not. You're right. harassing the shit out of the, out of the family, which is funny as hell. Yes. And I watch and laugh my ass off every time. Yes. But I mean, that's, that's so for 2019, um, no matter if you have, if you're not on Instagram, you're just starting Instagram or you're kind of progressing through it, you know, and, and getting better and better at it. I would say, and there was just a, I was watching a social media examiner a few minutes ago and they were talking about how Instagram is changing. And so potentially maybe flock management and a couple of the other, all the other systems that will go out there and auto follow and, and interact, they'll, they might be dialing them back or really kind of retarding yeah. them, their effectiveness. And so, that, cause they want you to be more engaged on a personal level. So no matter what, find your stride and then stick to it. Don't be Gene, don't be Greg, don't be Matt. Be who you want to be. Highlight what you want to highlight. Your tribe will find you. Your tribe will follow you. But you have to use the, it's important to use the Instagram hashtags as well, wouldn't you think? Yeah, that is. They, yeah, up to 30, and they, a lot of people say you should use all 30. You should or should not? You should, yeah. Oh, yeah so if you look at what the experts – I know, it's a pain in the butt. But you you will notice that if you hit certain ones or the big ones, that's when your engagement's the highest. Hmm. I mean, there's there's a method to that madness. It sort of it works. So. Okay, so Gene, let's talk about in 2019 marketing plans. Um, where would Instagram and social media and videos uh, fall into someone's daily uh, plan for marketing and building, getting getting one to five new emails or phone numbers or contacts a day to build their database. So. It's interesting, I, and I would say almost one, one A, one B, right? Like the video has to go on Instagram. When I put it on Instagram, it also gets cascaded to my Facebook. Like I try to make it as simple as possible with the most bang for the buck. But I think for me right now, Facebook and Facebook advertising is still one. Mm -hmm. Just because it's still like, you know, Matt, you know this is Gary Vee talks about it. It's still underpriced um, right. advertising. Underpriced still. Underpriced attention, thank you. It still is up to up to a point. It's getting more expensive. Right. You can you can see it slowly creeping up. Um, I think that I, when I saw him speak a couple, I want to say eight months ago, and I, I I'm butchering this, but he said something to the effect of there were still eight billion dollars being spent on television ads by major corporations. Which really? and and his thought process behind that was. What do you think is going to happen when the price goes up for the television ads because there aren't as many people advertising on television? Those those people in those in Coke and Pepsi and all, you know uh, name Under Armour, name your biggest companies, Nike, they're going to realize that they need now now to spend all of their money on social media advertising. And what's going to happen? That's that that type of attention is no longer going to be underpriced, right? The yeah. values they're going to drive the value up, just like. Look, think of the Super Bowl. You know, the Super Bowl is used to be nothing, and now it's four million dollars for thirty seconds. You know, four and that's, million bucks. Yeah, somewhere in that range, two point five, Oof. five million, something like that for thirty seconds. And so, and it's I, listen. I mean, he's I love Gary Vee because he says stuff that's so logical. And he said I was watching one of his things the other day, and he said TV commercials and billboards. Are going by the wayside. So think about yep. when you watch when you watch this. And the Super Bowl is not the best example because people sometimes watch the Super Bowl for the commercials because that's like when everybody comes out with their crazy stuff. Yeah. Somebody said it's literally the only 
TV commercial you should ever buy because it's the only one that people actually want to see the commercials. Yeah, you'll have yeah, parties the where it proves the rule. Exactly right. So, but yeah. let's just take the Super Bowl because I bet you this year for the Super Bowl you'll find ninety percent of your audience that's with you watching it when the when the game goes off and the commercials come on. They're doing this, you know. And for mm-hmm. the people that are listening and can't see it, I'm looking down at my phone. They're checking their Facebook. They're looking to see what other people are doing. They're hitting Instagram to take a picture of me and Matt together while the Eagles are beating the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like things like that. So, and they probably wouldn't play each other in the NFC Championship. No, that's impossible, but okay. Oh, it's God. impossible. But we, but we know. So here's here, so to, to dovetail on what you're saying, Gene, is this. Okay, ironically and perfectly timed. Uh, I just got done running a, I just boosted one of my videos that Viral Marketing uh, put, you know, recorded for me. And I came across like, do you want to boost it? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll boost it for 20 bucks for one day. So I check this out. Um, my, so my $20 spend, I reached 1,569 people. Out of those, 231 people watched more than three seconds of that video, which is a 14.7% of the people that, you know, that saw that video Watch it for more th- more than three seconds. Now, Gene, what are you going to do with those two hundred and thirty one people? You're uh, well, going to retarget them. Yeah, right, right. I was going to say to you. So, what was the, what was the video content about? Real estate about uh, relocating, what to do when you're selling, and stuff like that. Okay, so I mean, without like, that's a fairly broad scope. Right. And so, I might create two more videos with that subject in mind and minimize the target to say everybody who watched this for three to or 10 seconds or whatever it might be, for the pe- mm-hmm. for the 140 people that watched it for 10 seconds and above, serve them these new ads that are related to what they watched the first time. Does that make sense? It does, and that's where I, I want to take this on the marketing and preparing for 2019. I, you can't do that with postcards. You can't do that with door knocking, right? You have a nice conversation with somebody, you can't retarget them as effectively as you can online, and, right. and especially not the cost of your time and your actual dollar cost which they both combine together. So, I mean, I think 2019, you have to be on video. That's on, that's an, on, that's a non-starter if you're not going to be on video. At least you yeah. start to be on it. Yeah. Um, you have to be on you know, Facebook and Instagram. And, yes, you have to be a narcissist at some level. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be at Matt's level. You, you, know, you can dial it back. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm such a narcissist that I don't hop on social media enough because I'm more important. <laughs> so I, have, I, have, I have the form of narcissism that doesn't lend itself to being active on social media. It's actually pretty funny. That's like a, that what, what a not a conundrum, but what is it? What would you call that? I, irony? It's, no, I guess. no, no. It's it's a. I'm on the horns of a dilemma. That's for sure. I have I have I have a virulent strain of narcissism that does not it does not enable me on social media. That's great. That's great. Oh, that is too funny. But I mean, seriously, I mean, you, I mean, would, Gene, would you cut out Matt? What, what you guys would you guys cut out postcards? Would you cut no. out? No, you keep them, huh? No, and I would get more strategic about it because we. And yes. if you go Tell back me. and watch, if you watch this again, you'll see what happened when you were saying you can't you can't get the same type of retargeting stuff from when you're door knocking, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I'm working on a strategy now where we incorporate all the different levels of marketing so that I catch Greg. So if Greg wants to consume my content on <laughs> on postcards, he has the, that ability because the postcard's there. If Matt wants to consume my content in an email, the email's there. If Matt if Matt's brother wants to consume my content on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel. And they kind of all connect. So what I would do is 
the, the challenge becomes it's the race now for as much information about your p- potential client as possible. So if you're door knocking, you've got to have something of value to, ki- to, get, to give to them in order to get something in return that you can then use to retarget them. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, so, so I, I hand yeah, out this. Is it, I mean, I hand out a door hanger. Whoops. It has my picture when I look like a 12-year-old. I'm on the left, yes, um, talking about my radio show, but it's not very much value. So this is pretty much a lame duck, just a, a door drop. This is this is not bringing value. Is that correct? No. No, 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 because brand recognition is really important. And, oh, God, we got nine minutes, I think, or so. I wanted, to talk about, I wanted to talk about Payless. Did you guys see this Payless article that came out this morning? Like the shop out like the, the shoes shoes door? Where, the where Greg gets all the shoes? The, yes, where Greg gets all his shoes, yes. <laughs> You're not far off, actually. Right, not far off. Do tell. Do tell. No, no, I, well, I'm going to save it because it's it's part of the brand recognition. You guys, okay. yo, your minds are going to be blown. It's such a great topic, it might roll into next week. Like, I, I was like, I can't even tell you what I was like because I'm going to curse. I was like, what the hell is wrong with our with this society but i'm now you got to stay and listen because we're going to talk about it. if you haven't seen it we're, we're <laughs> it's just awesome it's awesome but no that's okay. not it's not what you just showed me that door hanger is not uh, invaluable unvaluable okay right no, there's value to it how about that um, okay because brand recognition is really important and if somebody took that and looked at it and thought this handsome 12 year old on the on the right 12 year old on the right <laughs> is somebody who i'd like to do business with at a later date and they put it on their kitchen uh, on their refrigerator, right? Then when they, then they're looking at it every day, right? I told you the story about my mother and father-in-law's real estate agent from 1995. She sent him a magnet. Her name's oh, Elaine yeah. Subio. If she's listening. Uh, call me. She put a magnet on the refrigerator when they bought their house in 1995. Okay. Yeah. So what is that? 23 years later. How many years later is that? Mm, let's go 23. Yeah, and I know her name. I never met the lady in my life. I have no idea who she is. She was a Remax agent. She sold it. They stuck the magnet up on there, and that magnet was on the refrigerator for 20 years. When it, you know how many times I go in that refrigerator every day? They're like, what are you looking for? <laughs> Nothing's changed. It's like six times, right? <laughs> but but that's good marketing. So there was no call to action on that, and there was no way for her to gather my information, but I still know who she was, right? So that's important. Mm-hmm. It still works. You might want to figure out a way to include something on that, hanger or while you're there talking to the client find out what their needs are and hey by the way i have a great ebook on that need that you have if you give me your email information i promise no soliciting i'll send that to you well now you have that piece of information you need to retarget them because what happens is they don't know it but you send ads to people that you've door knocked about the listing that just went up three blocks down from them in the neighborhood and they go this is all too weird how's this happening you gave me your email address. You gave me the ability to target you through a retarget, and I'm sending you information I think you might be interested in. You're you're more likely to look. And by the way, my logo and face are hanging on your refrigerator. So it's a perfect storm. It is. And I think you, you skimmed over something real quick right there. Okay. But ebooks. I think that's an, an incredibly powerful thing that you can, and they don't have to be really anything super intelligent. You don't have to re, rethink the entire world. Go to realtytimes.com. Go to inman.com. Go to, you know, go to go to Zillow and go to their research department and read a couple of articles to find some evergreen content or just something that will be, you know, uh, you know, good for a little while. Record record something really quickly. Bullet point it out. And then offer it out with your brand on it. I think that could be something that would be ingenious to start sending out. And then you can clump them together. And then you can deliver them to when you go to a listing appointment. Here, here's my, here are my four ebooks on how to do blah, blah, blah. You know, working with a buyer. Here are my five ebooks on how to do blah, blah, blah. All right. So ready? Now, hold on. I'm going to blow your mind now. Do it. Because I want to take that one step further. 
do it. Double dog so dare you. So take your ebook and write <laughs> it. Or take your no, no. It's not going where you think it's going to go. <laughs> take your ebook and ha- either have somebody else write it and you edit it, or you. There's people out there that will write your ebook based off of what you want to send send across to them, fairly cheap. And then you can kind of put your spin to it because it's got to sound like it's your voice. Mm-hmm. And then break the ebook up into a series of six to ten different videos. And so okay. it's now you reading the ebook or explaining each element of that ebook. Right. And then you what you do is you set up your CRM or your email to launch out a campaign each week, every three days, whatever you want to do, with that series, quote unquote series. So when you get somebody say, Hey, Greg, I just put out this new series on uh, planning your 2019 marketing. Great tips on Instagram and getting your followers up. These five things I'm going to do, door knocking, how to integrate it. Just if you, you just plug your email address in here, and every three days you're going to get a video with some ebook information of, of me, or select the ebook if you want. If you'd rather read it, you can have the ebook too. But you can consume me once every three days. All this information, take steps to do it. You can create your own webinar series that way. And you now have that information, and you know if people get to episode six, okay, they're listening, right? And then you right. can retarget them based on that. Or you can, there's a bunch of things you can do. That's you, that's a great tip. So I'm redoing my database right now, and I'm going to be cleaning everything up. So I'm probably going to record some just videos and just say, hey, look, I got some videos. I I've, I have this one video on blah, blah, blah. Here, I'll send it to you and just see, see if they I'll, – I'll work with – with you and uh, Sackus on that. That's a really yeah. good idea. Yeah, but, but listen, once it's set, the hard part is the setup, right? Mm-hmm. Once it's set up, like something as simple as MailChimp that's free, once you set up those emails with the videos in them over mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a six-week period, all I have to do is put you, – you set this – I forget what it's called. It's not a campaign, but it's a auto-generated email, whatever. I, once I put your information into it, I type your info in, and it kicks it off, and I'm done. I don't, have to, I don't even have to think about it again. It just does it on the timer. Really? Auto-responder. Yes, auto, not an autoresponder, an auto sender, right? Because you're not really responding to anything. It's more of an yeah, auto. Yeah, but you're, you're plugging it in yourself. That's yeah, the yeah, yeah. that's why it's not a response. It is a response to them. You're just the middleman taking their email and you're pl- plugging it into the page for them. If you manually take it, if you set up a system yes. where they they put it in themselves with a Facebook ad that drives them to the webinar, I mean they right. they could do. You could take completely your hands off of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good idea right there for for 2018, 20, 2018. I'm going back in time. Welcome to the movie, but you know, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I think if you were to do the videos, break them up. Work, shit, here, you know what, Gene? I'm gonna do do you a solid, homie. What they do need it. to do is they need to call Gene, get a hold of Gene Volpe, uh, GeneVolpe.com, and he will do that for you. I mean, quickly break down what you and Sackus, you know, came up with uh, last week for me. Because I'm totally cool with you telling them uh, if you want to about kind of like the videos and how cool and different they are and how. By the way, I need to know when when to start producing that content. Anyways, like, but like Taco Tuesdays. Yeah, all that, all the workouts, Taco Tuesdays, all that good stuff. Ah, uh, dude. Well, listen. We're not recreating the wheel, right? There's people out there that are doing this stuff way better than we are. So I'm just taking ideas and and kind of making them my own. And Sackis happens to have the ability to to propagate that stuff and make it look the way you want it to, right? So one of the things we were talking about was, like, we talk about barstool sports. You've seen that, Mm -hmm. right, Matt? You ever see Barstool, Barstool sports? sports? I don't think so. No. It's a it's a it's a meat locker of of a bunch of guys that kind of just and there's actually girls on it too. There's a bunch of podcasts that go on, um, okay. but it's it's a it's it's geared towards men. You know, it's real real rank and you know, ah, yeah. yeah. And um, so it, it basically he does this thing. This the guy that runs the whole thing is called uh he calls himself El Presidente. His name is Dave Portnoy. 
and he's got a lot of influence now as being the CEO. They're growing. It's what used to be. I think it used to be a, a publication, like a physical publication that they moved. And there's mm-hmm. Barstool LA, Barstool Boston, Barstool Philly, Barstool Dallas. So what he okay. does is he co- he basically every single day goes to a different pizza restaurant. Mm-hmm. He has his videographer Frankie follow him with a camera. He goes in, orders a pizza, a pizza. He comes out with the pizza and eats it on the spot. It's usually like a three minute video. Yep. And he basically gives it a, a rating. And he's and he always says everybody knows the rules. One bite, you know. And he has these like things that go on. And people go nuts. Like, he's in the streets of Chicago, and people are yelling, Barstool Sports! Like, they know him. They love it. They follow yeah, they him do. to a point. To a, here, Paul Franklin said it's like Maxim, but a little more, well, I won't say what he said, but a little more racy, I think, is what he meant. I don't think um, so. I don't think he meant racy. You don't think he meant racy? <laughs> I'm saying he meant racy. No. <laughs> um, yeah, Saturdays are for the boys. Kevin Kohler's watching, too. Uh. So, basically, it got to the point where he's been. he's such an influencer, which is going to lead me right into the Payless thing that he went to a Lexington, Kentucky spot, and oh, yeah. it was called Goodfellas, went to the pizza place, came out of the pizza place, and is saying to the guys in front of the restaurant, this pizza's cold, and he, heated, he, even, he didn't even heat it up for me. And as he's there, one of the managers comes out the back, who obviously didn't know who he was, and starts yelling at him. You got a permit to film here? Get out of here. So Portnoy, being from Boston, is like one of these guys. What do you mean, get out of here? Like that. So he's like, your pizza sucks. And he's like, all right, take the box and throw it away. So they leave, and within, like, 10 hours, this the whole company was crushed on Yelp. The reviews went from, like, 4.8 to 1.2 to the point where, like, if you logged on to find it, which I did, um, it ga- Yelp gave you an actual disclaimer. This company has been in the news recently. Some of the ratings may be wow. skewed. No, 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 destroyed <laughs> it. The destroyed CEO, it. The CEO came out. And it was great, too, because, you know, think about Boston, think about, the, like, Philly people. They were like, we've never eaten at this place, but you don't mess with El Presidente 1.0. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, but, if you, but you had to go through it. You had to go read through it to the point where the CEO of the place reached back out to this guy, Dave Portnoy, on social media and was like, look, we're sorry. We're having training in-house. And actually, I think I might have showed you this, Greg. We were talking about it. They converted it into something where they were selling shirts, 0.0 shirts. Yeah. Out of the yeah. place, and they were shutting down for training, for, like. But now they're all yes. over. The, everybody knows who they are. Like, good, uh, good fellows from Lexington, Kentucky, right? Mm-hmm. So what we what we said with Greg is, being where he is, there's probably a lot of taco places. So let's do a Taco Tuesday where Greg comes out with three tacos out of the place, and we're just ripping it off. And give a shout out to Barstool Sports started it. We're continuing here in San Fran. And this is what we're doing. This taco gets a 1.6. You know, like just. See what see what happens. So we're recreating content somebody else did in our own style and voice, and yep. maybe it falls flat in his face. Maybe you get three calls because people have been eating the tacos you have. They love you, and guess what? Now they want to do business with you. Who knows? Yeah, and, that's, and I keep thinking about it, and I went around and I looked, and there was dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens. And I was thinking about not just doing tacos, but just doing Mexican food and just walking into any Mexican place and go, give me one of your best. And then just walking out and be like, all right, I'm at this place. I'm eating this type of food. Let's try it out. Right. And I don't want to be an asshole about it. No. I'm not going to be this. These guys suck. At, you know, they put a dog turd in my food. But it's going to be like, eh, the parsley wasn't so, you know, wasn't as crisp as I wanted it. You know, the the tortilla was was too hard. Overall, I'll give it a, you know, a seven, a, you know, a four point three. Yep. You know, but that's all my own personal opinions. And I think that's, I don't know how that's going to work. But we're also going to do a small business review. We're going to go and go reach out to small businesses. I'm working in concert with. Uh, viral marketing on that. They gave me a huge list of all the vendors. 
uh, that to go out and uh, talk to and nice. filling in the blanks and everything. And then we do the McDaniel workouts. Um, my girlfriend is so kind to me. She always reminds me. Her new, her new word for me is fatty. Uh, because she thinks she's all high and mighty because she's training for a Spartan race tomorrow and she's all fit and fit and happy, which I do not mind. But you know, she's like, "Okay, fatty, let's go. To, let's get some pizza." I'm like, "Shut up, man! Fuck, I am a little chubby." Um, <laughs> but now it's going to be the journey of me sweating my my ass off in the gym or walking from the gym or to the gym or something along those lines and watching the progression, taking people on that trip with me. And then, like you said. We leave opportunities on the cutting room floor every day of yep. content that we're doing all already that you can go out and make yourself seen as a normal human being and take people on a journey with you. People love a story. They want to see their their hero go through a challenge and come out successful. Yep. Um, but I mean, if you guys want to learn about how to write story, go to you know mystorybrand.com or build build what is it? Build a story brand. Donald Miller wrote the book, I Matt. I don't know. No, you don't no, know that no. book? No. Oh my God! Hold on, I'm pulling up my Audible right now. It's, it, I'm re-listening to it right now. It's like, "Build a Story Brand" by okay. Donald Miller. It is storybrand.com. It is the best book I've ever heard read about building a story brand. And you guys will learn that when you're doing all this stuff for 2019, how you've been doing your brand wrong, big time wrong, uh, to the point where the human brain—why we don't get a lot under, done in our marketing. Is because we tell too much information to people that that people don't want to and don't need to hear. Therefore, their your body is burning calories while it's consuming content. And if there's too much content there that's not relevant to their search, they physically shut down from reading to conserve energy because it goes back to the primordial brain of you know surviving. The brain wants to keep you alive, not happy. And so, if it's burning too much calories, doing something is not going to keep doing it because it needs to reserve it. And we all fuck this up. I fuck this up. And it's fascinating when you when you read this book and they can build a storyboard, um, all kinds of other stuff to really understand who you, who the hero is and who the villains are and what you're trying to achieve and really clarify it. It's a lot of fun. It's a That's lot cool. Of fun. So while we talk about branding, can I can I because I, I know you want to shut this down, but this is so mind blowing to me. I want to see if you guys are on the same page as far as the pay less thing goes. Sure. So Go pay less pay, pay less just held a, a mock fashion influencer event in Kansas. Okay. Uh, so what they did is they, and I'm going to try to, you, you're going to have to look it up because the videos and everything just tell a great story. So what they did was they invited all these influencers, quote unquote, influencers out to this big event for a company called, and now I'm going to spell it, P-A-L-E-S-S-I. Okay. Yeah. So they changed their name from Payless to Palesi, which makes it look more Italian. <laughs> they took their they took their shoes that they typically sell for from twenty to forty dollars and had them on display and sold them from anywhere from two hundred to six hundred dollars to these influencers. What? The influ the influencers ate it up to the point where they interviewed them all on camera about how much they paid and the elegance of the of the all this and they're holding the shoes up and doing all this stuff. Payless then tells them these are payless shoes. They're you can usually get them for twenty bucks. And they converted the video into commercials. <laughs> dude, go look it up. It's mind. I'm still trying to process the whole thing because I'm I'm sort of like, wow. It's totally brilliant. Versus, if that was me, I'd be like, man, that's a little screwed up. <laughs> like you just totally trolled me, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. you gotta you gotta look at it and you. But I think 
from a brand. So think, think about what they did. They changed their name from Payless to Palessi. Right? Like, think about the, how close that is. And they just quadrupled all their prices and went, aren't these elegant? <laughs> all right, I, will, I will say this. It, it may, it may in fact be brilliant because it goes back to who your what, what is your brand archetype in the market? If you are if you are appealing to the people that drink Bud Light and take pride in the fact that you are not fancy and you are not interested in a two hundred dollar pair of shoes, right? If you if you're marketing to the people that shop at Payless and and enjoy it and identify with that archetype, they may in fact be geniuses because they took people like if as long as they took the right type of influencers and made them look silly the opposite archetype is going to look at that and go and cheer because yeah, you made, right. the fan, made the fancy highfalutin people look silly because they're not the same audience. Now, those of us that don't identify with that archetype, I'm not the guy that, that drinks at the neighborhood bar and drinks Bud Light. Like, I am the opposite of the every, every man. Right. Yes, yes, you are. Right. So I've all the marketing, you. all the marketing that's <laughs> aimed at the every man uh, turns me off immediately. Right. Right, so it's interesting to see what your what your reaction is to it. It's risky, but they may have just endeared themselves to the people who identify with that. Well, and also just to kind of put the icing on the cake, there. Forget endearing, right? It, if nothing else, the millions of customers they have of that twenty dollars shoe are now thinking, "Hey, man, I can pull it off now." Now nobody's going to mm -hmm. know these are twenty dollars shoes if these people can't tell the difference and they're paying six hundred bucks. This is a great purchase for me. Yeah. Right. Like it validates the fact that you're going there and spending less money. Yeah. So how do how do we how do we flip that for real estate then? How do we how can we bring that into real estate? I'm like oh. I, I'm not there yet, dude. I, I, you know what you do? You go out and find a fixer upper and sell it for eight million dollars because it's, it's not eighty grand. <laughs> it, it's what it could be. Look at this trash in the basement. Do you know what could be in that trash? No, I, I don't. Go, I don't know. Ticket. <laughs> I don't, it's the derelict house. The derelict. <laughs> yes, it's the derelict house. So I don't, I don't know yet, Craig, because I'm, listen, it's one of those things like once every two weeks I find something where my head just blows off my shoulders, and this no, was one I, of those moments. Please point out that, that all attention is not good attention. All publicity is not good publicity. If you're, if you're Donald Trump, maybe. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you make money off of polarization, then all publicity is good publicity. Right, right. Real estate agents do not traffic in that that's not we don't convert polarization into cash right we convert trust into and, cash and you, that's and that's truth that's a, a lot of that has to do with the regulations and guidelines you're under right like that polarization is perfect for me as a digital marketer for you yes. you you run the risk of, of having somebody come down on you and saying some jurisdiction saying to you uh remember your real estate license we're taking that because you're fraudulently you know what I mean? Like, who knows? That's a that's a trick. That was a trick. You can't do anything to me for a trick from a legal perspective because I have no licenses or anything, right? right. If you pulled something like that, like a bait and switch with your client, that's a big Ooh. problem. You know, that's right. a big problem. So, But there's something to be said about the creativity and the thinking outside of the box for something that's completely legal. You know, you guys can pull something off. Maybe Taco Tuesday's it for Greg, and it's, and it's uh, Beer Thursday's for Gene. I don't know, you know, but there's it's just the – the mindset that has to go into I can't even imagine the planning that went into that, how many hoops they had to jump through, how many no's they had to bypass for a company that's as big as Payless to say, yeah, we're on board, go ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Blows I my would, mind. 
I'm just I'm just thinking about a lot of this stuff, and there's a lot more to talk about. Maybe we can bring this in on the on next Friday's show. I think we have a guest next Friday, but uh, we can we definitely do. play around with this a little bit. Yeah, James Colburn. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, it'll be fun. That'll be a fun episode with him. So, all right, Gene, what's the best way to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, get me at genevolpe.com. Um, any of my any of my social spaces. I mean, you can find me pretty easily. The Gene Volpe on Instagram, Gene Volpe on Facebook. Send me a private message, a DM, whatever. Yeah, look for the That's bow tie. Right. Look for the bow tie. Look for the bow tie. And Greg, same question for you. Um, reach out to me guys at bookmcdaniel.com. Let's talk about EXP. Uh, book a 30-minute call with me. Let's see how we can help put more education, more training, more uh, free coaching, uh, and more deals into your pipeline. Uh, as you see us monkey around here on the podcast quite a bit. I love to jump deep on the clients that come into our, our, our family with EXP, and I like to give them one-on-one coaching that I do with them at no cost. So if you're looking for free one-on-one coaching and you're looking to build your business and create multiple streams of income, we're your guys. So go to bookmcdaniel.com and uh, do book up an appointment today. Matt, how can people rate and review and give us a 515-star review on every account? <laughs> uh, just go to uh, iTunes or go to Apple Podcasts if you're on your phone. Go to Real Estate Uncensored and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed a particular guest. Like uh, Gene is not really a guest at this point. He's more of a co-host. But if you enjoy Gene and you love having him on the show, make sure to give him a shout-out in your review. Thank him for his time and his contribution. Um, man, we're at 143 uh, reviews. I think all most or all those are five stars. So, guys, we appreciate you taking the time to do that. It's it's huge. Um, again, it goes to you know credibility and clout. And so, when somebody stumbles onto the show, um, they can see that that people do appreciate it, and they can read those reviews and get a little sense of what the show is about and whether it's worth investing their time into. So, it really is huge. We don't take it lightly when you take your mm-hmm. time out. You know, it takes you know sixty to ninety seconds is all, but we really do appreciate it when you leave a review for the show. So, that being said. Um, Gene, thank you so much. I know you got to run. Greg McDaniel, pleasure as always. Uh, should as. we uh, wrap a nice little bow around this one? Yes, pick a color, quick. It's a, it's uh, a test. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, let's go with. Um, mm. <laughs> That's your brain I farting. I, I know. It's totally for. <laughs> hang on. I'm going to go with a seafoam green. I really wanted to spend some time here. Let's go with seafoam green. <laughs> I just think of a Vespa all of a sudden. I, I uh, yeah, I don't know why Seafoam Vespa popped in my head. Anyways, guys, with the Seafoam Vespa bow tie on this show, thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate you more than you know. The show is for you and because of you. Uh, so keep. If there's guests you guys want us to interview, send them over to Matt and harass him. Uh, I will give you his private cell phone number so you can text him late at night uh, with good ideas. But anyways. We'll see you guys on the next uh, the next podcast. Share this out with someone that might need it and put these uh, ideas into action. All right, guys. Till next time. Peace out, ninjas. We're gone.